Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's David Smith. All right, welcome to another edition of the Illinois Family Spotlight. I'm your host, David Smith, Executive Director of Illinois Family Institute and Illinois Family Action. Today joining me, I have my daughter co-hosting, Jenna Smith, and she has, with her friends, uh, a podcast called Self-Evident. Tell people what that's about real quick. Sure. Well, Self-Evident is a podcast that is dedicated to speaking truth, but doing so in love. So we talk about cultural issues, theology, uh, politics, and we try to do so through the lens of scripture. And there's five girls that record there's these podcasts. There's five of us that go okay. through, and we have special guests on every once in a while. So, yeah. yeah. So your generation and millennials probably really find it probably interesting? Well, God willing. I don't yeah. know. And others. All right, so check it out, self-evident. But today in studio, we have Chief of Police... David Shepard, who is running for state legislature. He's challenging an incumbent named Kelly Burke, and she has been um, in there for what, about 10 years now? Yeah, approximately. Yeah. Approximately 10 years now. And uh, you know what? We've had enough, haven't we? Yes, we have. And you're going to challenge her, so that is fantastic. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of Illinois politics and policy, we want to learn a little bit more about you, David Shepard. Who are you? Where'd you come from? And um, why, why are you challenging Goliath? Why are you challenging Goliath? <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> Illinois dumb. Well, hello to all. Uh, let me let me give you a little bit about me. I'm Dave Dave Shepard, uh, born and raised on the west side and the south side of Chicago. Which is the best? Which is the best? I survived the projects. <laughs> I survived uh, public housing and all the great gathers. Yep. Uh, went to uh, public schools. Graduated from Dunbar uh, many, many years ago. We'll leave that silent, how many years ago it was. Um, went on to uh, start a career. I worked at McDonald's, you know, for three years. I became a manager. Uh, but I always had um, the, the thirst to help, to, the, the, the need to, to give more. Uh, went into law enforcement, which was unheard of where I came from. Sure. Immediately lost all my friends. No one wanted to be friends with the police. Uh-oh, 5 <laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. So 1995, I started my policing career. Uh, started with the Sheriff's Police Department. I mean, um, I'm sorry, with the Department of Corrections. Okay. Uh, went on in 2002 to move over to uh, Lieutenant, which then I left in 2004 went to be a sheriff's police officer. Okay. So I rose in the ranks in corrections, got to be sheriff's police officer, did that for nine years. I patrolled, but still had a, a thirst and a need to help even more. Um, went into investigations. That's when the fun started. That's, okay. Yes, yes. Investigating what? Investigating. Um, our primary function was to charge all crime that happened on 26th in California. Okay. So um, one year I, I charged over 300 misdemeanors, okay. 54 felonies. You know, so it was a very active career. Yeah. But it's um, it's a target-rich environment. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. All good things come to an end. Uh, left there, went to Marinette Park, became a detective there for a little while, and, hey, got the opportunity to come to where I'm working at now, which is an excellent, excellent village. Yep. Excellent. And that's pretty much me. Five kids. Five kids. Five kids. Well that's done. right. Uh, blessed. I have uh, one working on his Ph.D. Oh. I have uh, two working. Well, one has her bachelor. Another working on his bachelor. He's in his third year. And 
One that's actually a police officer that's working for me right now. No that's kidding. Amazing. Yes, that's yes. Fun. So that is me. I'm just a regular, everyday, helpful person who strives to make things better. And why did you decide to run for state legislature at this point in your career? Sounds like you're, I mean, you rose to the rank of, of chief, uh, but you probably have seen some things that you don't like going on in, uh, in Springfield. Yeah, there's quite a few things in Springfield that, that's just not right. I mean, we could uh, eat a whole entire Thanksgiving dinner and talk about Springfield <laughs> if you wanted to. But uh, at that point, that, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Uh, I mean, if you start from corruption to uh, mismanagement of current laws that we have, mismanagement of money, overreach of government, um, taking away parental rights, it's, it's just so many topics. Uh, we'll be here forever. Mm -hmm. So what is the number one thing that you say um, spurred you? The number one thing, well, I'll tell you, um, it goes to say that I don't like people being taken advantage of. Yeah. I have an eight-year-old nonverbal autistic child mm -hmm. who was being bullied by the local school district. Oh boy. Um, I tried hard to speak with the current representative who's in office now yep. to give me a little helping hand because many don't, don't understand that a state representative's job, their primary function is to be the liaison between the people and the government. Right. That's what their primary function is, right. is to take our concerns to the government and you know have it uh, expressed there. When I did that, as a citizen, I was told there was nothing that I can do for you, Dave. Mm. So my eight-year-old, nonverbal, mixed, artistic child was being bullied by the school system, and I said enough is enough. If you don't care about my child, right. then whose child do you care about? And I'm just not the person to sit around and not speak up for mine and others. So wait a minute. How much are you paying in property taxes for local schools, for these special education programs that are going on in our public schools, and they can't help you? No. Our property taxes are um, ridiculous. If I was to take my property from Evergreen Park and move it across over 87th Street into Chicago, mm -hmm. I could probably throw a party for all you all <laughs> twice a year by the money that I'll save. But uh, the problem was is that when you the state – has law set up for the individual uh, educational placement, the plans for your kids with uh, disabilities. Here's the problem though, when you walk in the room, it's 12 of them and only two of you. Right. Any vote, you're not heard. So I had to yell, scream, and holler that, hey, the parent is the most important component of this, and Illinois needs to do better with making sure that's known to these boards. And so you wanna to go to Springfield and reform some of this? Oh, most definitely, most definitely. Excellent. I bet you're also concerned with the Safety Act and some of the things that have been rolled out already. Uh, the Safety Act was a bill to make equity for criminals, just the way I phrased it. Um, and, and it's it, no cash bail. Uh, you can't pursue criminals. All these things. Tell me what you've seen. Part of it is rolled out already. They staggered the rollout on this. It's going to go fully into effect in January 2023. Um, but what have you seen that is troubling and what have you heard that's coming up that's giving you uh, heartburn? What we've seen that's troubling so far um, in the law enforcement field is the disrespect of the law in itself. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you were young, um, you know, your parents would say, hey, if you don't do this, then this would happen to you. You're grounded. You're grounded, something like that. Yep. Well, that penalty has been removed from people who want to create crime and commit crime. Okay. Um, since it's been removed, they've been emboldened. I mean, it's to the way that they don't comply with simple commands. It's a debate, and if it's not a debate, it's an escape. 
Um, you turn on your lights to activate to pull over a car. It just takes off. You know, just doesn't care what's in front of it, on the side of it, what it can hurt or and kill. And they know that you're under orders not to. Absolutely. The sure. law is very clear. Um, so what we've seen in this is because of that emboldness that crime has increased. Yeah. And it has increased dramatically. That's all I can say. Uh, on top of that, with this act that they say it's a safety act, I don't know who it's making safe, they forgot about the victims. Yeah. Okay, you, you're given rights, and you say, and I don't, I'm not saying that anyone should be held in jail if they just can't afford to get out. Right. That's not right. That's not the society that we're part of. That's actually a bugaboo of mine, and I can talk to you about that in a minute, but finish All your right. thought. But what I am saying is, what about the victim? What about the victim who was just victimized? So, for example, we'll say Ms. Johnson, child was kidnapped. We caught the kidnapper. We have him in custody. Come January the 1st, it's our job to release him. Oh my goodness. What happens to Ms. Johnson about her worries, her woes? How does she sleep at night? Where does she keep her child? But they didn't think about that part when it was um, right, making this bill and creating what they were creating. They didn't think about that. There's real victims out there. And I understand that, again, you shouldn't be held in jail if you can't afford to get out. But everyone knew the penalty. Back to what I said, when you were young, your mom said if you didn't do this, that would happen. There's laws for you to obey. And if you don't obey the laws, then there's there are penalties consequences. and consequences. <laughs> so I don't understand. So let's make the consequences and, and penalties. Take them away. Yeah, let's take them away. Let's make it easier for them to commit a crime. What sense does that make? All right. Two things I want to I want to bring up here is number one I agree with you on the the, the bail thing nobody should be in jail absolutely for month after month waiting for trial absolutely um, the Constitution our Bill of Rights mm -hmm. actually has something that says a right to speedy trial yes so who's in charge of the court system in Cook County in Illinois. That is Tim Evans. Tim Evans in the Cook County and the Illinois Democrats. Absolutely. The absolutely. Democrats. The Democrats on the broader scale. <laughs> so why not fix the court system? Hey, judges, you can't go do a 2 o'clock tea time. Right? This is true. <laughs> right? You, you, you've got to get through all these cases. And if there's legitimate reason for somebody to be held in jail, well, then we hold him in jail if he's an immediate threat. But, you know, let's have a speedy trial. So that's a bugaboo. Number two, um, you you mentioned, um, you know, what about the victim? Do you have any recommendations for families, how they can keep themselves safe? I'm seriously entertaining getting a nice big bull mastiff, you know, for my yard. Uh, you know, I think that may dissuade a few people from coming <laughs> closer anyway. <laughs> yeah, but un unfortunately, that's where that's where we're at right now. Uh, yes, I mean, I can recommend the standard, you know, uh, camera systems to monitor your property. Uh, if you are a property owner, maybe hiring private security, things of that nature. But my problem is, is why? Why should the average citizen have to? They pay their property taxes. It's our job as law enforcement to protect them. But when our hands are handcuffed and tied, how do we extend that service to the very people who pay us? That's right. It's almost as though you've been relegated just to take notes. Uh, history. Here's the history, right? And and no longer enforcing the law. Absolutely. I mean, there's there's one uh, crime that, in particular that I want to touch on, which is criminal trespass that's okay. coming up. Okay. Um, this law states that uh, criminal trespass has been uh, put to a position that's considered a ticketable offense. Mm, ticketable. ticketable offense. So if you think about it, um, you're at your business. Yeah. 
um, you say, hey, we don't want this individual here anymore. Right. It's our job to give them a ticket and then to leave. And what's the ticket? Like a $100 fine or something? Whatever um, it will be stated as. Right now, we don't even know what the fee is right now because <laughs> so they haven't even figured that part out. You, you cannot remove the person from the property? No, it's not an arrestable offense anymore. There has to be another offense that the individual commits okay. in order for us to try and to remove them then. So if, if a homeless person is just chilling squatting, at your squatting, yeah, yeah. at a at a bar, shed. yeah, or at a barbecue that you're throwing, you you can't <laughs> you can't remove him. No, and that's the problem with this law because if we as the police can't enforce the law, then normally regular people will take it into their own hands. Right. So now they're at risk of yep. being arrested. So, or So something. you're saying that people are going to become vigilantes. Absolutely. You know, take justice in their own hands. Absolutely. That's crazy. Um, Tell us, uh, so you're going to go to Springfield and try to make some changes. I know that State Senator L.G. Sims and uh, State Representative um, Justin Slaughter have both said, they're, oh, we got to make some changes to the safe. We'll have to fix it when we go back to Springfield. Well, the, the ones that wrote it in the first place, and I'm not so sure if I trust their quote-unquote fix. So we need to send guys like you down there who will have an eagle eye on fixing it for real, for real. David, will you tell our listeners how they can learn more about your campaign? What's your website, your Facebook? How do they get a hold of you? Sure, that's no problem. I'm the most personable person you'll ever meet. Yeah. Uh, you'll notice on my, all my campaign literature is actually my real phone number. You know, no headquarters, no phone bank or anything. Uh, so if you see any of my literature, my real phone number is on there. Other than that, you can reach me on my website, which is Shepherd for State Rep. And Shepherd is spelled with an A-R-D, not E-R-D. Absolutely. Two P's. Two P's, S-H-E-P-P-A-R-D. Okay. Uh, and you can find me on my Facebook page, same link. I found you there. Absolutely. David, David. I am definitely there, very active. And if, hey, if you just want to reach out and give me a phone call, express something that you're having a problem with, or just having a bad day or whatever it may be, hey, I'm open for conversation. And you're looking for maybe some donations and some volunteers and some walkers. Anyone who wants to come out watchers. and help. Poll watchers, volunteers, um, and anyone who wants to come out and lend a hand, anyone who feels that they're concerned with where we're going in the state of Illinois, and they're concerned not only for themselves right now, but for their families and their children Absolutely. of where we will be in the future. Absolutely. Come out and, and help us. Help us take Illinois back and return it to the people. It belongs to us, not Springfield, and not to the politicians. Amen. Amen. So what does this, this district look like? It's Evergreen Park, um, you got Crestwood. Robbins. No Crestwood. No Crestwood. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> so right. you, got you, Ever- do it. you tell me. You tell me what it is. <laughs> so uh, primarily it's Evergreen Park, Oakland, Chicago Ridge, uh, Palos Hills, uh, Palos Heights, uh, in that area. So it goes kind of like on a, on a weird kind of angle in a rectangle. Yep, yep. It's a finger coming out of Chicago, right? Absolutely. It, some, it, some of Chicago? 10% of Chicago. So around the 87th, um, 87th Street in between basically Ashland, Damon, 95th, kind of like that area. Okay. When we come back, we'll we'll ask you about what part faith has played in this for you and your run, and um, how how the people are reacting to your run as a black Republican running in it for a state seat. We'll be right back with David Shepard after this.
Big Abortion Inc. does not want you to see The Matter of Life, a new compelling documentary film that the Illinois Family Institute is bringing to you free of charge at a location near you. Click events at IllinoisFamily.org. A Matter of Life goes beyond the politics surrounding abortion. This is a moral issue. God is the author and creator of life. The Matter of Life takes on the propaganda that calls abortion a right, health care, and choice. Catherine Walker and Ricky Gersh with 40 Days for Life Aurora believe in the matter of life. And it's so informative on so many levels. It is powerful. Mm -hmm. It really does show the inside of what's going on. In post-Roe America, you need to see the matter of life. For dates, times, and locations, click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. Listen, that's the sound of Illinois jobs being flushed away because of Governor Pritzker's liberal policies. While his billionaire friends have prospered, thousands of hardworking families have lost their jobs and been forced out of the state in record numbers. Pritzker's tax and regulate agenda has devastated our local businesses and slowed economic growth. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker. It's time for bold, conservative leadership. Meet Darren Bailey, a rock-solid conservative and third-generation farmer who understands the struggles families face. In the state Senate, Bailey led the fight against Pritzker's unconstitutional orders that closed businesses and deprived us of our freedoms. As governor, Bailey will fight to lower taxes, attract new jobs, and get Illinois back on track. It's time to fire J.B. Pritzker, flush away his liberal policies, and put taxpayers first. It's time for Darren Bailey for governor. Paid for by Bailey for Illinois. All right, and we're back with Illinois Family Spotlight. Jenna here sitting with me uh, from Self Evident. She's, uh, we're borrowing her. And then we've got uh, Chief uh, David Shepard with an ARD is sitting here with us who is running uh, for uh, legislature in the 36th district, That's correct. 36, running against Kelly Burke, who needs to go. She does. Um, I remember a day, actually, David, that uh, it was filled by Jim Brosnahan, that seat. He was a Irish Catholic Democrat who was at least pro-life, pro-life. So uh, this young lady um, is not so pro-life. In fact, she's uh, um, pro-abortion, and uh, she voted for this uh, Parental Notice of Abortion Act that Jenna wants to ask you about. Yeah, so with the Parental Notice of Abortion Act uh, that J.B. Pritzker recently signed into law, uh, basically a 12-, 13-year-old girl can go and undergo an abortion um, taken there by her or her older boyfriend and her parents would never know that she was ever gotten pregnant, ever had an abortion. Um, I, and I kind of think that this might be something that would really help cover up sex traffickers and predators and whatnot. So um, what is your opinion on this as a father and as a police chief, um, taking away parental rights and not letting parents know what is going on in their kid's life? What is your, what is your take on this? Well, my take on it is, is anyone who voted for this law, the crafters of this law, it's impossible for them to actually have had a daughter. It's, it's impossible. My daughter's 25. She's married, expecting our first grandchild Yay! from her. Hey. But I couldn't imagine looking at my 13-year-old, you know, when she was 13, in her eyes yeah. and not knowing what was happening in her life. Right. You know, as a father, it's my job 
to craft, build, guide, support, love, care, nurture her until she comes into the position that she can do on her own. So if you think about this, you hit some wonderful topics. What about the sex traffickers? Yeah. What about the pimps who can repeatedly take 13-year-olds, 12-year-olds to go get abortions and there's no need for the police to be alerted? What about the actual mothers and fathers at home? Because nobody, nobody remembers the parents yep. who are wondering where's their child because they can't find them because they've been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And knowing that the child is going through this, the mechanism in the law would have had allowed at that time for law enforcement to be notified, yep. which would have helped the families. Now what do we have? We have, again, emboldening and empowering the bad guy. Where, where's Illinois going? Who, who are we here for? The citizens or the suspects? I, I don't know. I'm getting a little confused. But it's a really bad crafted law. It should not have been voted on. It should not be on books. No 13-year-old should be able to receive a medical procedure without their parents knowing. What happens if, if she dies? What happens if something? Right. Uh, this this is unheard of. Infection? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And the mom, father would never know. Think about it. When you are a parent, you take your child to the doctor, and they say, hey, what's been going on? Right, exactly. If you don't know the tale that she had these services done and she is sick from these services, the doctors might not even know, know to look for it. Right. This is, is very, very bad. should not have been done, and that would, oh, my God. If I get to Springfield, I'm going to kick in the door and talk about this and a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? we got to get on <laughs> You know, there's a, um, a testimony on our page of a, a woman named Dr. Brooke. I forget her last name right now, but uh, Brooke um, was saf- sex trafficked when she was a teenager. Uh, and her pimp did take her for multiple abortions so they can keep using her. Um, thank God she's safe now. She's married. She's uh, uh, a Christian. She's uh, living a good life, but she can't get pregnant. And after seeing so many specialists, um, one doctor finally came to her and said, what happened to you when you were younger? You've got scarring tissue so much. It was because of the abortions. Now she's infertile and she will never have the opportunity to carry a baby to full term. And so we don't, re- we don't recognize those kind of consequences long term from this. We think it's just birth control. It isn't. It isn't, no. And we don't actually recognize what we, some doors that we open. Yeah. Not only here in Illinois, but think about the other states that will travel here. That's right. Because we yeah. are able to do this in Illinois. We've already opened up six new abortion clinics here in Illinois as a result of, uh, uh, well, first of all, first the Medicaid paying, the taxpayer funding of it, three new ones opened up. And now after Dobbs' decision, after the Roe v. Wade was overturned, we have three more now. Wow. And there's going to be more, and they're they're all located right, you know, just miles from the border, wow. all around. Just drive right in, then drive right back out, like a drive-through. Governor Pritzker was not lying when he said he wanted to make Illinois the abortion capital of not the only the Midwest, but of the nation. Um, I think it was earlier this year that I think it was the Chicago Tribune that reported that um, women who travel to the state for abortions this year has increased by at least 29 percent. And that's what he wants to be known for. How about being known for a person who eradicated homelessness? How about being known for a person who who, uh, made sure that every child got an affordable education in in Illinois? Uh, How about being the state with the lowest real estate taxes? Oh, that would never happen in Illinois. (laughs) That's a wish. (laughs) So 
let's let's talk about your your faith. What part does your faith play in your run and your in your work as a policeman? I I, I bet you say a few prayers every day uh, during your work day. <laughs> You're absolutely right. There's not a day that I go to sleep that I don't say my prayers before I go. Yeah. You know. So therefore, if I do meet the Lord, my Savior, you know, hey, He knew I was coming. Uh, <laughs> and throughout the day, um, I do prayer all the time. I firmly believe that there's no time or a place that you can't pray. Amen. You know, understand he can hear you all the time. Amen. And you need that. Sometimes you need that person looking out for you. My guys are there with me, but we need somebody watching me and my guys. <laughs> and you can't get a better person than that. Better, better person. Well, well, if you got guardian angels or the Holy Spirit telling you to get out of a certain situation, well, you might want to listen to that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have in the past on a couple occasions. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you also have a child with aut autism, right? That's correct, yes. Is, and you said this is a key issue that you want to address in Springfield. How do you want to address that issue in Springfield? Well, first of all, they have to understand that um, Springfield, they, they passed a law. There's a law in the books that uh, has a parental rights guide. And I'm not knocking the guide. The guide is pretty good. But the enforcement behind it is lacking. Understand, um, before you go to mediation route and before you go these, this, uh, you need an attorney. And, you know, I was blessed to be able to afford an attorney to yeah. come advocate for me. But a lot of Illinoisans, they are not. So what happens is, is the, the child is neglected while they're in the system. Sure. You know, they say, hey, we're going to do all this for your child. It's beautiful sign right here. And then you find him in the corner watching movies. You know, that's because the state is not allowing people to check up and to come out and advocate on a daily, monthly, weekly, whatever it may be. There needs someone to, to go into those schools and say, hey, let's review what you've been doing. Yeah. That's right, absolutely. Show me some video of him or her doing their daily lessons. You know, be, and you can write a law, that's wonderful, but you need people to monitor it. And Illinois has failed because the team that they create, it's, it's one-sided. Uh, when you go and you do the individual educational plan, there's 12 people on their side. There's only two of you, yeah. mom and dad. And they take a vote. And guess what the vote ends up? So not in our favor. So we have to scream and holler that we're the most important component here. The state of Illinois included us here. When they rewrote, they included us. So that means we're the most important person here. Mm -hmm. And we will be heard. I told them when we begin this, this saga with the school district, I'm the only voice that my kid will ever have. Right. And I will advocate for him all the way up until the day I go meet my Lord and Savior. Yeah, yeah. so you're his voice, right? I am his voice. Yeah. So. And I want more parents in Illinois to understand that they can have people come be the voice if they can't themselves. And that's the way the law needs to be changed. Uh, well, Jenna, I'm sold this guy should be in Springfield now, right now. You know, I, I do want you in Springfield and wouldn't it be nice to have someone with your background and your knowledge, your experiences um, in Springfield and sending another lawyer or another education bureaucrat down to Springfield? We need someone like you down in Springfield being our voice, just like you are for your autistic son. Absolutely. And that's what I want to be. I want to be the voice for my district. But my question is, in the 36th district, when was the last time we had a town hall? How, right. how, how did it – how did – how does the representative know what to take to Springfield if she if they didn't ask the people? The people are the most important people. And again, if you advocate and you let our voices be heard, you can understand what our needs are and you can fulfill them because that's what government is supposed to be for. 
It's not supposed to overreach into our private lives and try to control us. It is supposed to help us go about raising our families to become productive in society to carry on. You know, Illinois Democrats have overreached on policy and politics. They've gone so far left. But I also think they've gotten comfortable in their seats of power. They don't they don't expect to be challenged right from from a police chief right they don't expect that absolutely they, they're so comfortable that when you call to try to set appointments with your state reps and i say reps plural yeah. uh you go to voicemail or the voicemail is full oh, I, I, yeah, yeah you know since the, the, the covid shutdown nobody answers their phones anymore they forget that they're actually representatives that word right. means something yes. Amen. and apparently they don't understand that um i wanted to ask you as you're going around and you are um, campaigning, what is the response that you're receiving from people that you're talking to? Well, you know, I'll tell you about a couple of incidents, which is was kind of amazing to me. First, um, we were out um, doing the petition drive. We were out collecting signatures. Uh, we were in what would be considered the heart of the 19th Ward, you know, notorious for what it's labeled as, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, you know, um, while we were out there on foot that day, we collected 180 signatures okay. on a Republican ballot. I mean, on a Republican petition, I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. A couple of blocks from current politician houses. You know, that was amazing. While we were at the Buck Billiken Day Parade, there was an individual, um, he put the thumbs down as I walked past because, you were Republican. because I was a Republican. But you know what I did is I took him my yard sign because I was carrying it with me. And on the back, it's everything that I'm going for. And I said, hey, look, one second. Read what I'm going for, what I want to do in Springfield, and tell me anything on here you disagree with. In the end, a few seconds later, he said, well, you know what? I prejudge. I'm, I'm sorry. You know what? Good for I see you. what you're saying. You know, Good for you. That's the reception that we're receiving. People, people are tired of politics as usual. They just want to be treated as citizens yep. that have the right to guide what's going on in the state that they decided to live in. Amen. And if not, they're going to leave. Yep. They're going to leave. And that's just it. Bottom line, you can go to Indiana and have a lot more rights than you have in Illinois. Sure. Things are a lot more cheaper. Life is a lot more comfortable. To my understanding, crime is a little bit lower also. So <laughs> why would you stay in Illinois if you keep being pushed and burdened with government overreach, high taxes, uh, high gas, food has increased, you have no rights over your kids. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. Absolutely. Well, Jenna, what do you think? Should we send them to Springfield? I think that would be a very wise decision to make. Voters need to know about David Shepard. And again, tell them your website and your contact information. Again, you can contact me at any time. If you want to chit chat over the phone, you can give me a call, 312-296-3373. That's my phone number. You can reach me on my website, which is shepherdforstaterep.com. Facebook page, same, Shepherd for State Rep on Facebook. And, and, um, and you're, you're, you'll accept any donation, any size, any volunteer opportunity, walkers. Uh, there are parades coming up. In the next few weeks, right? Or maybe, I, I suppose. I don't know. Maybe not. Walkers, poll watchers, anyway. Anyone that wants to volunteer. Yet, I mean, w w you don't have to have any type of money. If you just have a pure heart and you want to advocate for your family and to change Illinois to what it used to be, Amen. that's all we're asking for. Come out and see us. And that's all that we can say here today. That is awesome. Make sure you vote. Make sure you vote early. Make sure you claim your, what was that? You need to claim your name and secure your vote. Claim your name, secure your vote, vote early so nobody can vote for you. Absolutely. All right. 
with that said, thank you, David, for being with us. Stay safe on the streets. Thank you for your service. I thank you for allowing me to come and talk to you. You got it. For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback at ifiaction.org.